I wonder what's Michael's laptop upgrade gonna be. The one after this one? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was an option. No, we're gonna step down. <laughs> step him down. <laughs> give him a downgrade. Down. You get an old Dell. <laughs> Damn. Just give me a Lenovo. It's kind of everyone gets. Or we get him a. Uh, we find a like a 1980s laptop and we make a sleeper out of it. That's actually kind of interesting. That's hard doing a sleeper laptop. That'll be interesting trying to do something like that. All right, ready? Mm, We're gonna go yes. in five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV-related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King, and as usual, sitting to my left is my co-host, Adrian, and of course, sitting in control room is our technical director, Mike Cards. Welcome back Welcome for number two. Number two, yes. yes. This is going to be one of those nights where we are recording two episodes at once, so yes. the timing seems a little off for you guys. Just know that we did record this a whole week prior than what actually gets released by. Yes. yes. So, yes, tonight what we're going to be talking about is this has been controversial for the last couple of days ever since, well, last like week since that week, uh, yeah. Dahmer show or was that a show or movie? Show, I think. Uh, show. It's yeah. on show Hulu. Show on yeah. Hulu, yeah. yeah. So that new Dahmer series that came out was pulling up a lot of controversy that's going around with that. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. But before we fully get into that, we have a word from our sponsor. Let's hear it from the sponsor. Yeah. Audible. That's right. Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week, I am reading Monster, the true story of Jeffrey Dahmer. By Ann Schwartz. Yeah, I have to travel very far for that one. Oh, no. That, trust me. There's like a thousand books about Jeffrey Dahmer. Just like there's a thousand movies and shows about him. And there's going to be a thousand more following afterwards. Do you think that there's like, that they're just kind of copying one another? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they're just kind of rewording it a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing just being... You know, instead of like, Jeffrey Dahmer did this and he walked in the house and did this. It's like, when Jeffrey Dahmer was in the house, yeah. you know, they just rewarding how it's said. It's just like, when Jeffrey Dahmer enticed people into the house and then, hey, yo, it just changed it up a bit so that way the teacher don't know. I was like, when Jeffrey Dahmer seduced them. In yeah, the house. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, so visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash red band for a 30-day free trial. You get one credit, good for any Prima selection tile you like, yours to keep forever. The Audible catalog also contains podcasts, audiobooks, guide wellness, and Audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D Redband. Yep. yep. So getting back into our topic for the week, this just I mean we're gonna the main thing we want to talk about is Jeffrey Dahmer, but the whole thing does encompass crime dramas yes. in, in general because there has been a lot more crime crime dramas just recently yeah in the last what like almost the last five years yeah, yeah. just like a huge like a massive large increase in them like a boom and it's kind of annoying yeah. it's, it's getting really annoying at this point i yeah. mean it's more annoying specifically with stories like jeffrey dump like how many times are going to they're going to cover the story. How dude, many times? I, like, so how many movies have been in the last like four years of Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, yeah, like My Friend Dahmer. Uh, that wasn't the, that they long They got one ago. call about his friend, about him, his mom, his, mm -hmm. the neighbor. 
dude, his pet. I don't know. It's just it's it's, fucking pet. The the dude that was the guy know. that mowed his lawn one time. It's just, just fucking like apparently I, everyone has a story about this guy. Dude, everyone, the guy that brushed up against him in the grocery store, he's got mm-hmm. a story. Uh, yeah. At this point, it's just like the reverse of like the Kobe Bryant stories. Yeah. Right. But what's with the whole drama going around with this show now? Well, it's now turned into a thing where, one, it's how many times do you, do you have to tell his story? Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's it's not taking account of the families or the victims or the victims' families themselves uh, that you're just kind of, you know... You're rehashing all. You're rehashing the story, and you kind of force them to relive a moment in their life that that's they, been yeah. told already hundreds of times. They're more upset the fact that they've been, you know, it's it's every month or every year. It's a, you know, it's all new over Jeffrey again. Dahmer, new Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, you know, they did this to my daughter. Did this this to my you know cousin. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so it's it's over and over again, and it's more like, what are the ethics behind it when a studio decides to you know, let's make a film about it? You know, do they t- you know. Are they just you know looking into the money, or they're actually, or is there zero consideration for anyone involved? Well, do you think, just in general, crime dramas that are based off true stories is it a moral practice to produce? That's listen, me personally, it's a very fine line of you know useful information and just uh, what's it called, uh, murder porn. It's like it's that <laughs> fine well, useful information. You can easily get that from like a documentary. Yeah, but I'm talking about it's like if you're talking about like let's say multiple different serial killers and mm-hmm. murders. Okay, that if you're getting to different you know different cases and going into like the whole you know evidence and everything. Okay, it makes sense. Okay, cool. But if you're talking about the same people over and over, over and, and over, over, it's like okay, there's something you know, dude. Like it says. The Titanic story has been told once. That's all we need to hear. It. Uh, yeah. We don't need to hear, you know, what happened to the person down the room. Yeah. Well, these are like some of the most sensational, like, crimes in, like, recent human history that yeah. people kind of cling on. I mean, you get the whole thing with the Charles Manson. How many people clinged on to that story and how many different times you're going to rehash the same story over and over and explain how he brutally tortured and people and had his own cult family like how many times are you gonna explain that yeah but they're popular and yeah. it's it's one of those things that it sucks like those popular stories is something that people do want to go and see yeah even though they know a lot of the times they're over glorifying these killers yeah. almost like almost to the level to where they're kind of like even a worship yeah yeah to where it's like they're like a an over fascination with these people. And it's like they're like, oh, it's just the one of the most prolific serial killers of our time. Be like, bitch, how many school shootings we got a week? Just fucking interview those little fuckers. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Well, we do have that weird fascination with yeah. those type of people. I mean, this always had been a fascination with yeah. like serial killers and murders, and well, they have like that whole weird infamous limelight that they enjoy out of it and it's that, it's the idea of like you know uh being interested in crime i mean look back in the days when you know america's most wanted was a big thing yeah you know people tuned in not looking to catch the guy but to hear the story that what this guy did that what that person that's wanted what they did and that reenactment i think it's just the level of like people that are born they're just bored they're in a extremely safe environment and they're craving some sort of, some sort of drama, some sort of, some sort of adventure. Mm-hmm. 
to be like, oh my God, it's like I was actually there. And be like, I mean, if you were same, actually there, I don't think you'd be as fascinated. It's the same th- It's the same concept behind, you know, the kids from the suburbs who listened to rap albums in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. It's the idea where you're, you're looking in from the outside without any of the danger. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much the same thing where you're just looking, you're looking at what's going on, you hear the gory details, but you're never there. You're not there to experience it. You're not, you know, put in that danger. You, the only thing you put yourself is do a couple nightmares and that's it. And they always, but they always keep coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when it comes to Jeffrey Dahmer himself. Yeah. It's, it's weird how he had this almost charmingness to him that really invoked a lot of people to really draw into the story. Did you ever, did you ever hear like how he killed all these people? Yeah. 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 yeah so we heard the story. Yeah, but I mean, do you, again, but yeah. do you, did you notice any of the red flags that people described? Yeah. No, no. Yes. The, no. The thing is that you got to look at it by period itself, which of nowadays, people. not well, I'll say ignorant, not really stupid. Uh, you got to think about how ignorant people were back then when that time came yeah. out where it's like, yeah, you know, let your kids go out into the play park that's like blocks down the way by themselves. As long as they come back home, you know, before the lights turn back on and, you know, you can leave your door open, unlocked in the neighborhood because you felt safe. Well, that's just stupid. Like I said, it was just a different time. And it was a time where, you know, it was like, you know, you help your neighbor out. You, you know, like I said, his car would break down and he would ask for help. Well, then he better have AAA. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, I would say, like I said, it's not stupidity. To me, it's just straight ignorance. And, you know, it's too trusting of people. Very, very trusting. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of these serial killers were just very trusting people. That's what it was. They used their charm against, you know, to their advantage. But it's the thing is, it kind of, it's, it's almost hurtful too when they get so gun ho and focused on, these characters too, because they do brush over the victims themselves yes. and what happens to the victims yeah. and the whole psychological aspect of not just what happened to the victims, but the victim's family too. And there seems to be like no thought about them. Oh no, no because I mean, why, you know, if you know, you're going to, let's say, like I said, Jeffrey Dahmer is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. And right now his name is really popular. So a studio says, well, we'll make a movie about him. We're guaranteed seats and, you know, cha- uh, people to come into those seats, pay for the tickets. Mm-hmm. And why do we have to worry about, you know, what the granddaughter or, you know, the aunt or whatever it is, you know, why do we have to worry about them? Could they also get in trouble, too, for any murder scenes, particularly that are like over dramatized? Not really. It's like, can you over dramatize the actual death and murder parts, too? Yeah, you you, you're allowed to do it as you know, it's pretty much in its open story. Mm-hmm. So you're allowed to do as you want with it. Like that's with um, right now with. um. I think it's called My Friend Pam, or if you look real quick, mm-hmm. um, Pam, uh, put Pam Circular. You'll find it right there. There. Her, what is it called? Uh, the Thing About Pam. The Thing About Pam? Yes. And they took a lot of liberties with the show. Okay. Uh, stars Renee Zellweger. Okay. And they, it's based on an actual like true killer, but... The writers took a lot of liberties on what they did. Like, for instance, there's, uh, I guess the daughter was talking about, there's a scene where Pam talks to the daughter and she said that's never happened in real life. Mm. She's never had contact with her. So that, they don't know why they did that. So there's controversy behind that show as well. 
Well, just to spice things up. Yes. Just yeah, to- create drama. Mm-hmm. I think though, I think they said it's it's inspired by true events, which is that's a way of that's just a way of working around. Yeah, that's shit. how they work around that. Remember where things used to be like based on a true story and then they had to stop that because they kept getting in trouble like where yeah. like every show or movie was doing something like that. Yes. And it got switched over to like now inspired by true events. Yes. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. Inspired by true events. It used to be based on a true story. Yeah. I remember based on that. True event. No, based on true events. Yeah. Based, but- that's what it was. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Animeville Horror. Mm-hmm. That was another one. I remember when they had all of that, which technically, by a quote, quote, technically, yes, it's based on true events. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because technically there was a person that was making things out of skin, that, but not that, that particular that's way. That's really, like, I will give it to Amityville Horror where they're allowed to get away with that based on true events. Yeah, but- Because that's like people's- word of mouth of what happens supernaturally. Yeah. So you can do something like that. The Texas Chainsaw, you're really drawing the line with that one. You're yeah. really drawing that line. I mean, the closest thing you get is like, yes, there was a guy named Ed Gein who did mm-hmm. make stuff out of skin. Yes, but he didn't use a chainsaw. <laughs> and that's the weird thing. Like, I really want to go with the whole concept with like crime dramas, especially when it covers over like a specific serial killer is... There should be a reason when you produce these shows and it should be clear and very direct what you type of do, what, what the intended purpose of what you need to create these films or yeah. shows for. Personally, I think it should be for character studies. Yeah. No, this should definitely be. I, and I, strictly for something like character studies. Like, I don't like the fact that we over-dramatize real events like that. Yeah, when yeah. they just make it as... The you straight, see, yeah, yeah. When they're the straight villain and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing behind him. It's like, oh, he's just a killer. He mm-hmm. kills. And like, like, if you're going to create something, a crime drama based off a true event, I need to know the reason why. And we have to learn a reason. Like, hey, you know, if you need to know the science of a serial killer and how they can be created and born from birth, yeah, watch, you know a nice biopic about, or a crime drama biopic about Jeffrey Dahmer so you can understand how someone like that can evolve. Yeah. yeah. And maybe get one or two films out of that, but you don't need like 13 or 14 no. to keep rehashing no. the story. No. Zodiac Killer, you know, maybe you want to understand how someone like this can trick the police department and get away with being very clever and never being caught. So you can kind of see the signs of how someone can start developing. So maybe next time you can pick up clues on a crazy serial killer like that. I understand the concepts like yeah. that. Well, I mean, did you guys ever watch that? The closest that comes to it mm-hmm. that pits these serial killers as they are, fucking monsters. Like, they're not heroes. They're not anti-heroes. Yeah. They're not people that are idolized. They're not... They're only... The only level to where they're studied is to study the mind of a serial killer to help catch other serial killers. Yeah. Is Mindhunter. Mindhunter. You ever seen it? I've heard about it. I have not seen Mindhunter. It is really good because it is based on true events. It is based on when the killing happened, people were just like, you chalk it up to murder, that's it. Mm-hmm. But then when things kind of happen multiple times in a serial way, this is before the term serial killer was even a thing mm. at all. And it was just like, oh, hey, a person gets killed, you chalk it up to murder, there you go, case closed. But it's like, no, there's more to this. And so they end up... Uh, Oh, I've seen yeah. Mine Hunters. I've seen yeah. they had one season with uh the plane bomber, the Unibomber. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that uh season. They had that one. They had one where he interviewed uh 
uh, Manson. Yeah, Manson. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what was it? Edmund, Edmund something. Whatever. Another serial killer mm-hmm. that was like the person. Edmund that they would Kemper. Go, yeah, the person that they would go to to interview was like, why? Yeah, the code. Why? Killer. Why are you the way that you were? Like, why did you kill it? And just kind of dissecting the mind and the psyche of a serial killer and what triggers or what red flags mm. can be noticed to mark a serial killer. And usually all of them had to do with some sort of repressed sexual urge that had to come from humiliation from somewhere, some yeah. sort of parental or some sort of guardian level of parental advice mm. to the to the point to where they were just pretty much broken you know humiliated and a lot of the times it has to do with that it's like oh they got sexual repressed urges that they were because they were humiliated by their mom or they they were demeaned further and further because of their dad something to that level Hmm. and they didn't and they still chalked it up to you know all these guys are fucking monsters don't expect to be friends with these people only use them use them to catch the next person fucking before it, it can happen exactly whereas you have these shows where it's just like oh we're gonna watch a whole movie about ted bundy and it's by zach efron because he's fucking good looking and you know what and the catchphrase and this man was so handsome and a football star yeah. and wow mm-hmm. no not highlighting the fact that he killed fucking 20 people yeah you know they or really, however they were they always do brush over the murders too yeah, yeah. And it's 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 almost like the same level as like, oh, this man had a promising career. He was a football star, great scientist, and he killed a couple thousand people. But, <laughs> and, and it's like, why the fuck are you brushing that over? At least in Mindhunter, they're already in prison. They're like, he's in prison because he did fucking this, this, and this. Mm. Now we need to know why he did this and this. Exactly. To study it. What do you guys feel about like so that covers over like the crime documentary series, but what about like crime podcasts? So I think it's the same thing. It's just retelling a story, but just in a dramatic you know, setting. Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, to me, it depends exactly because, like I say, if you're covering up, if you're covering multiple, not just serial killers, but murders mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Okay, I get it. And I want to, I really want to clarify the difference between the crime podcast and like cold case podcasts, where they actually try to uncover cold cases, like cold dead, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, murders and stuff like that. I do still respect those ones, but I'm talking about just like the crime podcast where they just talk about old crimes and crime history and stuff like that. If they have, you know, information that's useful, mm. I'm all for it. We're actually telling in detail, you know, and everything that, you know, essentially telling a story, you know, from ins and outs and the using actual evidence. Mm. I'm cool with it. But when they start bringing their own spin into it and they bring their own opinions into it, and they're talking about maybe he was like this, maybe he was like that. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, just stick to the fucking facts. It's like stick to the facts, to everything. I don't want to hear your personal opinion. I don't want to hear your yet. personal opinion on how, you know, this one killer should have done it. So I'm like, no, dude, just tell me, like, what was the actual, like, police, you yeah. know, investigation? What was going on? Uh, speaking with, just going to take a quick break from these ones just because of a breaking news. Uh, oh. I guess it's not really so much of a breaking news, but it is a significant news. Okay. Uh have you any of you heard of Sachin Littlefeather? Uh, the uh, woman from the Academy Awards yeah. for um, the one Marlon that delivered, for, go for for Godfather, right? Yes, for, yeah, delivered uh, Marlon Brando's rejection for the, for yes, the Oscar yes, yeah. due to the mistreatment. Don't of tell Native me. Tribe. Don't tell me. She passed away. Ah, damn it. Yep. Damn it. She damn passed it. away at seventy-five. Yeah, just Coolio now her. Yeah, yeah. and oh looking at it to see what 
was the root cause. Uh, Apparently her, her health is just, it was spiraling down or it was, uh, she's had quite a lot. She had a lung collapse at 29 tuberculosis at four colon cancer in her mid forties stage four cancer at age 72. So chances are that, so she just refused to die. Yeah, basically. Damn. Dude, she was a fucking trooper. She yeah, was she a, was. She was a warrior. Yep. After that ex- after that rejection speech that she gave on behalf of Marla Brown, she was blacklisted from Hollywood as per usual, but mm-hmm. was also the first political speech about a topic, a serious yes. topic that was given at an Oscars in 1973. She was booed, too. She was yeah, booed. booed. Oh, it no, was she, wh- she was cheered a little bit. It was, little a, mixture. Mixture. It was a mixture. It was a mixture, yeah. It was but a yes. mixture. But, but she delivered it gracefully. She didn't say any manner of that would disrespect anyone. She just said very calmly and gracefully that on behalf of Marlon Brando, so-and-so that we yeah. cannot accept. Mm-hmm. So she was she was a huge steeple and was finally recognized after 50 years later. The the Academy issued her an apology. Yeah. Yeah. 50 years. 50 years later, though. Yeah. Took that long. Took that long. Like, fuck, that's a one big props to Mullen Brando for even you know for allowing her to do that. Yeah. Because like I said, it's like I've heard I've heard that speech in like I don't know, countless times already. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's also in the Academy Museum as well is also very, very, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Yeah. That they didn't brush past any of that shady and, and just, shit. They yeah. Mean. They just they added everything. So so Sachin and Little Feather, you know. Rest in peace. Rest, Rest in peace. peace, my guy. Yeah. My girl, <laughs> my girl, my girl. If I could say the pour one out for the for the homie, yeah, that's but, sad though. That's yeah. really sad, man. Well, anyway, returning back right, to topic. Back. I just gotta say one more thing though. Yep, it comes in threes. You motherfucker. It comes in threes. You shut up. You know what happens. You shut your mouth. Who's gonna be number three? <laughs> I I would just say the queen started it, so there we go. That's number three. King, you King you want to say the queen? The queen about, started it. So that's King Charles, man. And next. Is, I mean, shit, look at him. <laughs> shit, he's already a foot through the door. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to the whole anyway. crime dramas and yes. everything, are there actually any crime dramas you guys do enjoyed or liked? I, I don't say, okay, I don't say crime dramas, but okay, I'll, I'll say this. There's two topics I would love, you know, I, anytime they come up, I like listening to them. Mm-hmm. One is H.H. H. Holmes, which was considered America's first serial killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only like listening because people can only speculate what exactly what he was doing because it's not 100% confirmed, but it's just known that he did kill a few people during uh, the World's Fair. Um, if you look up real quick, if you look up H.H. Holmes' um, house diagram. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It was mentioned in American Horror Story. Yes. Yes. It was. He built a giant maze. And is that the one that you're thinking or, of? Uh, but just H.H. Holmes' house. Yes. There it goes. That first one. Very, it's like cartoon kind of. This? Yeah. Jesus. Look at that maze of a house. Yeah. Supposedly he built a, 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 a supposed to be a hotel, but he actually built a house of horrors. Now, the only problem is he can't be 100% confirmed because they burned this thing down. But supposedly there, like, there's hidden chambers, hidden rooms, um, that, and also uh, hidden tubes that went from like different floors down to the basement where he's able to dump bodies. Yeah. Mm. There was a, uh, there was a number of things, doors that led to nowhere. Yeah. So uh, like endless staircases. Yeah. Just but an absolute so, maze. Yeah, supposedly like it was meant to torture people in there. Like he would just, 
Like he would let them go and just kind of like they would run around. Mm -hmm. And then supposedly after that, he would donate the skeletons. Yeah. Or so yeah, that's donate the skeletons. So like H. H. Holmes, America's first serial killer. I like I anytime it comes up, I like to listen to it. Would you like to do like so like old old crime dramas like stuff where it's like it's so old where it has no relevance anymore? Yeah. That well, not like relevance, but like no people are alive connected to the story. Yeah, that, that because this is a historical film, I'm into that. Yes. So And also that one era, which I, I really like the Victorian era right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into that. The other one I like, uh, Serial Killer. When I say I like the Serial Killer, I'm saying that interested in. Um, Ed Gein, because he was a huge influence on a lot of horror that we know today. You want the real Ed Gein story and not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, because, okay, here's the thing about him. He was obviously a monster who killed, who's, I think, it, I think, and maxed out three, confirmed, but there could have been a lot more. Uh, but once they caught him, you know, actually, quick reference for anyone knows it Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he actually did make a face, uh, mask full of skin, uh, lampshades, belts. Uh, out of people? Out of people. Yeah, people's skin. Jesus. Yeah. Yes, all that. He, he, it's an actual, like, hold that. But he's also a, um, inspiration for Norman Bates because he was like kind of like the mama's boy. Mm-hmm. So he was obsessed with his mom. He's also, his mom is uh, the water boy. Remember how the mom said little girls are the devil? Yeah. His mom actually said that to Ed Gein. Jesus. See, yes. what did I tell you? Uh, in, a, in a suppression of sexual urges. Yes. Suppression of sexual urges and that feeling of the hormonal but, norm that but, is towards but you know, the messed up part no not I'll say messed up but the weird part is he was sent to a mental institution after he was caught he was not fit to uh he was not fit to stand trial but all the all the i guess people who take care of the um the hospital mm-hmm. said he was a model citizen he actually was like the most lovable guy there because he actually helped out he was very nice he was never aggressive he was never mean he was just there that's what they also said about that edmund dude yeah, mm-hmm. they were saying that Kemper, yeah. that when he he actually turned himself in. Yeah, and that when they said that when he turned himself in, he was he got along with so well with people, and like even with cops and everybody else, like they around that town, it. that when he said that he did what he did, they just kind of laughed. They were just like, oh, "Okay, good one, blah blah." blah. It's like, "No, yeah. I'm serious. Like I did." And then now, yeah. Now the only reason I say I like to see like a case study of him, it's because it's mer- it's very possible that he might have been on the spectrum itself. Mm-hmm. Because he was very uh, timid, very quiet. He was uh, his education was stunted. Um, he is not a very intelligent guy. He was very slow, and he got along really well with children, mm-hmm. but not really well with adults. Uh, and he lived isolated in the forest for years after his mom died, and might have killed his brother along the process. Um, but like I said, as case study on him, I would like to see more on that. Like actually focused on him and no dramatization. Not dramatized, yeah. not like, you know, make it all like running around with a chainsaw and make him really aggressive. No, actually make him with the person he was. I mean, that'd be interesting. What about you, Mike? Is there any type of like crime drama you can think of that you would actually be interested if they did it right? Well, let me think about that mm-hmm. because it's, it's kind of difficult to say. Because I kind of like the shows that are like the scripted shows where it's like the understanding of the mind of trying to catch a serial killer. Yeah. But I don't like ones that has to do with like glorifying these serial killers. Like Not glorifying, but 
you know how people try to make an excuse like Joker was being glorifying, but no, it was a character a character study. Yeah, that level. Okay. Of crime drama, would you like to see something like that? On that level, like I said, it's particularly like a character study. Here is how this person functions, how you can see how this character is like. Okay. So you may even possible see the signs or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's kind of old, but Jack the Ripper always kind of usually comes back mm-hmm. into the idea of it. Just that be- one's very hard, though, because yeah. of the mysteriousness behind them. Well, supposedly from forensics have finally advanced enough to work because the only sort of garb they have or evidence that they had Mm -hmm. was a piece of garb that was found on one of the bodies that also contained a flesh wound of his blood on it as well. Mm -hmm. And supposedly they published the, the final identity of the Jack the Ripper, someone named Aaron Kaminsky. Oh, okay. Saying that he was actually one of the people that was, uh, arrested? Not one arrested, but he was a prime suspect. Aaron Kaminsky. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that mustache is evil. So <laughs> <laughs> look at that evil stash. So I mean, that is an an interesting study hmm. to try and understand because you also have a serial killer in before even the 20th century. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's like when you have limited resources of just he said, she said, you yeah. have to rely on wits and whatever the fuck forensics is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, this one's got a print on him. And be like, what's that? And it's like, oh, a fingerprint. You know, you might be able to use that. You're like, ah, it's, it could belong to anyone. You know, it's just, what the fuck's a fingerprint? <laughs> you know, why is that? Why is that so relevant? I got a fingerprint. We all got fingerprints. We all got, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not the relevance of like everyone fingerprint is different kind of thing. And so one show that I actually did enjoy watching, which I had to kind of take a break from because it got pretty wild, mm-hmm. was the, the Alienist. The Alienist, okay. You ever seen that? No, I have not. And it actually has to do kind of similar with Mindhunter okay. as well. So you have... Oh, Dakota Fanning and yeah. Daniel Brohl, okay. So it usually, and Daniel Brohl plays this psychiatrist mm-hmm. and he studies the mind of people, what they're called, they're alienists. Mm-hmm. Pretty much you have like, during this time when psychiatric help was pretty much torturous. Like if you were, if you needed psychiatric help to the point to where you lost your mind and you were just put in a psych ward, Mm -hmm. like that was it. Like you, you put them in a psych ward and just fucking forget them, chain them up to a wall or something, you know? And so his job was to study these alienists and his fascination with their mind is what leads into like first generation of forensics and case studies of serial killers and case studies of like, oh, the the evolution of a serial killer. He, he's been doing one thing. He's been doing one thing. And all of a sudden, he changes up one thing. Now he's evolving into something else. Like trying to, trying to get into the mind while creating a case study and creating forensics. Pretty much trying to be able to navigate. Imagine like modern day technology where we already kind of know. Like we have like direct, you know, hey, have detectives and friends and things like that mm-hmm. to catch a killer. Imagine that and this being the man and the group that he's creating, the first ones to sort of try and do that when no one else is. Where it's like, what the fuck's a fingerprint? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like blood. All right, there's blood. Everyone's got blood. Blood, Why does that fucking matter? It's like, no, it's a different type of blood, you know, kind of things like that. So it's interesting. It's an interesting watch. That's interesting. And it doesn't uh, 
because I hate fucking glorifications of serial killers. I don't care what anybody says. Or, oh, it's just a fascination. No, I fucking hate them because they are what they are and they're fucking monsters mm. buried in the fucking ground. Mm. So the fact that this shows like these don't highlight them as heroes or anti-heroes or misunderstood people, just exactly what they are. Mm. They're just fucking creatures. Cause I like, I could see the only type of fascination I can get from people being fascinated into these type of killers is like how and at what point did the brain stop working properly? Yeah. That's how I see the fascination from. It's like, what about your brain chemically sets you off different that makes you do what you do? And that's what these two shows do, like the Alienist and My yeah. Hunter. I feel like they do very well because mm-hmm. it kind of asks those questions. Mm-hmm. Cause like the type of like stories like I would like to get into is like, it's, it's always like, it's for me, it's always has been on psychological aspect. I want to see exactly how the brain functions. And the ones that I could think of is like, this is UK case. Um, it's like a murder of, um, James Bulger, but this was a child who was killed by two other children who very, who showed little to no empathy whatsoever for the crime they did. And they literally bludgeon a child to death. But the way that I would want to see something like this done is like, how does the brain affect a child on that level? And like, can you teach morality? Can you teach empathy? Can you really, really teach that? Or is that something that needs to be innatively born within a human being? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's something like if you read into this case, like, oh, man, these kids are they're fucking monsters they are evil. They need to be. And yeah, they definitely need to be put away for the rest of the life. They were released early. And it's like it's crazy that they're still out there in the world. And because they were kids, I think they're like seven and ten when they committed these murders Oh, this murder. Mm-hmm. But it's like what? in your life at that very young age. And it didn't even seem like they had a bad life or they were really mistreated. Something must have happened chemically within their brain that must have gone wrong Yeah, for them to get like this. And that's where I would want to know is how does that happen? And really like show people like this can happen without even mistreatment of it. Like we always hear the excuses of how a serial killer becomes a serial killer. Yeah. Okay. But there are those cases where someone is just born wrong, messed up. Yeah, it was called like, uh, what's it called? The the Gavachi or mm-hmm. Gavachi murders? Mm-hmm. Those two kids that, um, um, that recorded killing the guy in the, uh, in the woods. In yeah. The woods. Yeah. I don't even want to see the actual name of the video because I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, they recorded them. So apparently there's like, uh, that's the one. The rich. There are two rich kids. Yeah. Uh, the, that's the one video that leaked out. Apparently there's like, Oh, more a bunch of, of yeah, a bunch of them. More, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were to report themselves killing people, teenagers. And they come from wealthy families, by the way. They weren't come from shitty families. They didn't come mm. from poor families. Nothing like that. They didn't know they have money. They were well taken care of. They grew up very well. Somehow they just decided themselves, you know, to entertain themselves that way. Mm-hmm. A disassociation of reality mm-hmm. with the feeling of zero responsibility and also the feeling of like zero consequence. Yeah. But you can, you can, that's something that it still could be arguably like, you know, since they were slowly raised to be like that, Mm -hmm. but seven years old, 10 years old, and you're already having that, like that 
think about that. Like something yeah. had to happen. Wouldn't you want to know exactly how something like that can come about on a child? So we can see signs like that, possibly like reverse that, fix that. And that's where these, that's something I want to get at crime dramas. I want to learn something like, hey, how could we notice these signs and how could we prevent this next time? Can I just play the detective that finds the killer and just beats them up regardless of age? <laughs> you just want to be that hard rugged detective who's just foolish. He's just so full of this job. He's done with it. I'm, I want to be the Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, from prisoner, from prisoner. <laughs> yeah, you know, and just, just being absolutely done. <laughs> Dude, like, it's. I, mean, I I just remember another one, but I just completely lost it again. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you know, like I say, I, from time to time, I go into the crime drama just because I'm bored at work, mm-hmm. and I just put my headphones on and I just listen to stuff. And you hear like the horrible, like this person was dismembered, and this, I'm like, damn, holy shit. We'll go back to comedy for a quick second. <laughs> yeah, you need a breather. You need something peaceful. Take a break from all that horror, like horrifying talk. Yeah, because my sister, like, for example, like my sister would be watching this. Like, oh, not watching, but hearing like all these like crime dramas mm-hmm. or like podcasts. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I had horrible nightmares. I wonder why. Why are you watching it? Then why are you listen to it? I had great ones. I watched <laughs> fucking Chowder. <laughs> all right. I watched Chowder for two episodes, switched to Flapjack. You know, I watched Rings of Power. You know, honestly, that's that's your own fault. <laughs> that's your own fault. You watch something spooky, fucked you up in the mind, and now you're like, oh, I'm good. Like, it what? is popular, though. It's yeah. really popular, especially among women. Yeah, extremely popular. I feel like the women that are super obsessed with it have never been in a life or death situation in their life. Most of those people who listen to these type of things do, do have we, never been yeah. in those type of situations. Does Ashley ever watch them or listen to this podcast? She started that Dahmer one too. Mm-hmm. And but, she even had to stop and she was like, it's just fucking weird. But I'm she talking was, like, and like those podcasts no. or those, th- uh, no, so none of that. Does no, you she watch uh, uh, Investigative Discovery? No. No, none of that? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. More, more of the shows that I either catch or like walk in. She has watched American Horror Story. But I'm like everyone watches American. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the show. That one. Yeah. Or like um, Glee. Glee's a good one. Talking about like that Kentucky Fried Murder. Nah. The, who the bleep did I marry? <laughs> oh God, snapped. Yeah, yeah, all Jesus. those ones. Everything was fine, and then it goes to like negative. Until it was. <laughs> it's a negative effect that gets me. When Can we do that? Negative. Can we do that? Somehow fit that in a project where, and then, choo, the <laughs> negative. It all went wrong. <laughs> like, so I love the fact that when they put up their best friends until they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite effect is like when they show like a picture of like the friends and it's like of the three that went out. Who made it back. back, yeah. But then it shows like the picture of the friends, like at the end, it's somber and sad. But then they show that same picture of like all three of the friends. And then somehow they do the effect of where they just like rotor brush her out, like that fade <laughs> effect. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, they fade the picture out of that one person, but leave the background and everything. And I was like, actually, that's a pretty damn good effect. <laughs> no, no, the fact when they put up, like they show one photo and you do quick cuts. To like 10 different photos. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> of like the case. Yeah. yeah. See, I think that's like, that's where we're going to leave this topic as last thing. What is, if you had the chance to do your own crime drama, what would you do? What story would you cover? I, I think, okay. I was about to say, like, that kind of be a loaded question. What crime would you do? <laughs> like, please don't do one. 
Please don't do a crime. <laughs> All right. Please don't do that. Watch something happy before you go to bed. <laughs> but what what crime drama would you like to if you had the chance to produce? If I had the chance to produce? Yeah. I think I would want to do a Jack the Ripper. So Jack the Ripper. Just so I can hear like these Irish cops. Oh, you got another killer on the loose, son. Oh, trying to be smart with me, I. <laughs> you know, you ever have like those very like. You just want to have one of them just pronounce Scotland Yard. <laughs> well, because for some reason, like in the late 19th century, you had these Scotland Yard, New York, Irish cops yeah. for some reason. I don't know why, but it was just like. Oh, we got another killer on the loose. We got to find him <laughs> for some damn reason. I don't know why, but I, I just want that. You just want that. I just want that. What about you, Adrian? I, I, I'll stick back to H.H. H. Holmes. I guess that historical. I guess that's I'm, that's all I can think of. I mean, that's something where it's not tied into no one, no nothing recent. No one gets hurt. Everyone <laughs> likes it. Nah. Make like it but make it extremely gory so Mike enjoys it. Nah. Just that, just a just a scene of him just dismembering someone really, really slowly. I won't be on set. You won't. You won't be on set for that no. one. I'll sign the checks, but I ain't. I ain't gonna be there on set. No, Mike will be the prop master. Oh fuck <laughs> you! God damn it! No, I'll be the prosthetics master. Uh, no, no, we need prosthetics no, apprentice. No, I need you to be the the boom operator so you can hear the person screaming nonstop. That's horrible. That's the foley. I gotta be in the foley for that. Damn. No, no, we need it for the boom mic so you can hear her. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's just horrendous. That's that's terrible. That's terrible. See, one... The only thing I can really think of that I really would want to cover is like something like Amityville Horror, but nothing about the supernatural, just the true crime. Actually... Like, I always like the, the true... Like, one big aspect... Like we talked about this before was like uh, the exorcism of Emily Actually, Rose. I was about to bring that up right now. Where... The whole movie was so, yeah, it had its parts where it focused on like the supernatural, but it was so involved and so intricate with the court case itself. Yeah. I want to have a court case crime drama. I, that's, I was about to bring that up. So I want, I just like, I like quick change. Uh-huh. I would like to make something. I don't know what it is, but I like to make something where it shows reality, but a slight mix of supernatural mm-hmm. through the eyes of the killer, yeah. where he, you know, kind of schizophrenic, where yeah. Whatever he sees, but what's going on in reality for real. Like the closest thing I wanted to do, but they did a pretty well good job with it, was like I would have wanted to do a crime job like basically how they did it with the OJ Simpson trial. Mm, yeah. And that was really well done. Did you guys see that one? No. I saw the, bits of it. Oh, the OJ Simpson series? Oh no, my parents did and they said it was really good. It was really well done. Really yeah. well done. And that's where that's my aspect I want I loved about those type of things. Like when you actually cover over the court case and proceedings and yeah. what happened afterwards and you're covering back to the story, not through his eyes by itself, but the words he tried to play through to like convince people he was innocent when he wasn't. That's yeah. where I love those type of stories being drawn into really the court case of it yeah that's uh, honestly that that's yeah fucking prime right there <laughs> right there that's that's my prime like i said if i had a chance i would have tried to do a way to like redo the oj one but they did a really good job with that yeah all right man that's it right yeah that's that's where we'll close out tonight's topic we covered everything good about all those crime dramas and everything so you gonna sleep comfortable mike you you, you're gonna sleep comfortable tonight after talking about all these murders and 
hacking the people up and stuff like that. Okay, be. <sighs> I'll be watching something happy. <laughs> and just right before you go to sleep. There you go, man. There you go. Just watching something happy. Alright, we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about crime dramas? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Do you think they should stop? Or do you think they just need to be more faithful to the real story? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on the Next Year YouTube channel. If not, we will put this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for a listener to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes every monday for audio listeners you can find the red band podcast on itunes amazon music spotify and of course our website which i'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast and as usual before we fully close out mike has those last end notes for you guys Yes. Don't do any crimes. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty obvious that's one. A, that's a pretty good one right there. Uh, another one is, sorry, just texting my babe. That I love her. <laughs> you got you a know. job, Mike. Yeah, but you had me, you had me worried, okay? Well, I had you worried. With now. all this talk, I had to let her know, but like, hey, love you, you know? bastards <laughs> anyway yes all the different ways you could be able to uh listen to our podcast uh spotify uh apple music iHeartRadio, amazon music and the whole list we got to mention before anthony already did that job uh all the ways you'll be able to watch us too you can uh, watch us on youtube uh, watch the U- the live versions <laughs> of these podcasts so that way you can see our real reactions to certain things uh be able to uh, leave a I'm all over the place. You're just yeah. fumbling up tonight, I'm man. I'm fumbling up, bro. They're fumbling, oh, man. God, take me out, coach. Just take me out. <laughs> fucking we'll A. Call Dahmer. Call- <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Let's go. That the fuck pussy. I could break him in two. Guaranteed. It was like a fucking glow stick. <laughs> Crack his spine and watch him glow. Pussy. <laughs> Four-eyed little fuck. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> watch, us, watch us on YouTube to see reactions like that. Leave a like, subscribe, maybe a comment, share with a friend that you think might enjoy these. Also, leave a comment down below of what you think we should probably cover next. There's a lot of news that happens all the time. So if you catch a whisper or hear something that you think might be interesting, leave a comment down below of what you, you think we should cover next. If you want the most comments, we'll be able to mention. So... All those different ways, like, subscribe, share, and of course, our Patreon account. Being able to subscribe to our Patreon account means we get to make more stuff for you. So, more subscribers equals more content. So, because we got to get that that uh, that Patreon money, yeah, you know, get old Patreon I gotta money. Get that, get that Patreon money. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> get that Patreon. I'm gonna get that Patreon money. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too much, man. <laughs> but yes, all the ways you can be able to subscribe and watch us and support us. Thank you for all the ones that have been listening so far. So that's all I got. All right. You guys heard it from Mike. Please like and subscribe and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.